Hey there, friends. It's your boy, Matt Silberman, producer of this fine audio broadcast, Two Girls, One Podcast. And uh, wanted to let you know that we've got some cool stuff in the can, but due to some scheduling conflicts, we have been unable to get it over the finish line of this week in time for Monday. So good stuff in the hopper. Uh, finalizing that but in the meantime we have another encore episode for you and I was looking into the catalog to decide what to put on the feed today and uh, this episode I I think it is my favorite 2G1P of all time my personal favorite I reference this uh, show uh, and this phenomenon often when I talk about internet culture, uh, I've put it into presentations where I say, look at this, look what, look at what we talked about here, isn't this mind blowing? Uh, it is an episode, it is episode 167 from March 15th, 2021, entitled Ships of the Northern Fleet. Uh, it is about TV fandom and how it is blossoming on TikTok. And I hesitate to say any more than that because this episode is so fun, cool, and special, and the guests are really, uh, really wild. So I'm going to leave it there. But just know that if you have not heard this episode, you must. It is, I've been covering internet culture for 12 years or so, and this is the most meta, funny, interesting thing i've ever seen on the internet it might it might be up there it's top five it might be number one for me personally so with that in mind if you have not heard this episode i hope you will enjoy it uh, again from march 2021 this is ships of the northern fleet from 2g1p and we will get back with you uh, in one week's time with some pretty cool stuff that we have already recorded so We look forward to chatting with you then. Be sure to get in touch. Discord, Facebook group, leave us a voicemail, email. All that stuff is in the show notes. You know where to get us. Uh, Let us know what you think of this one, and we'll talk to you next week. This week on Two Girls, One Podcast, your intrepid hosts set sail for a faraway land known to its strange and colorful inhabitants as TikTok. What dangers will befall them? What riches will be plundered? And why in God's name are there so many Tom Cruise deepfakes? And now, here are the only hosts in podcasting who moonlight as TikTok dental hygiene influencers, Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula. Hi everyone, I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Welcome to Two Girls One Podcast. Allie and I uh, have experience as performers. We took the stage in a little show called Blog Logs. It was a live comedy show where we used the internet as our script. We then made a web series called Two Girls One Show. You can find it on Hoo In that series, we met people behind internet posts and wanted a bunch of scripted adventures. It was really fun. 
fun. And that led us here to this podcast, Two Girls, One Podcast, in which we talk to people behind the internet communities and phenomena that we find interesting, as you know. Uh, and this is brought to you by The Daily Dot. And we have our producer here, Matt. Hello, Matt. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. What's going on, guys? How's everybody doing? Pretty good. It's yeah. my birthday, and this Happy episode is the greatest birthday. gift. <laughs> yes. To you. It's hard. It's hard to sing on voice. rendition. No, but I'm very excited for today's episode because I am a huge fucking fan. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, well, first of all, happy birthday. Uh, thank because, you. Thank you. But also, yeah. it was your birthday a couple days ago. That's right. Jen and I are cosmically connected. Really? Yes. I didn't know uh-huh. that. We, we were born a week, a year and a week apart. We are, in okay. fact, a year apart and a week. Wow. <laughs> so don't get it twisted. Like... We're not just a week apart. We're a year and a week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a long time for twins. No, I have a twin. So <laughs> that, that role has been taken. Right. For better or for worse. Yes. Um, but but we, we are both Pisces and, uh, you know, astrologically the same in other aspects. Yeah, Could it I be mean, more fortunately, different? I don't believe in astrology. <laughs> but... No, neither do uh-huh. I. <laughs> neither do I. I just think it's so silly. I think you and I have talked about this before where it's like, how can we be the same sign when we're so different? <laughs> yeah, and me and my brother. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Oh, like, no sense. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But you went through a phase of really enjoying to reading horoscopes. I did have a moment where I got this fun newsletter that I'd read for like a, a year or two. But yeah, I'm, I'm like way over that. It's gotten out of control, guys. It's not real. <laughs> don't believe it. <laughs> I'm very disturbed by very smart, rational, respectable people. And they're like, but I'm totally a Pisces. Oh my God. And I'm like, what? You I know. You believe Welcome in that shit? To Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> and my Instagram feed. Oh my God. Yeah. So plenty of there smart people. Just yeah, the memes abound on what it means to be an Aquarius or whatever. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, that said, we are huge fans of what we're covering today. So we should let you all know. Well, first of all, we're finally going to get into TikTok a little bit, which is exciting. I don't know much about it. I know, Ali, you've dabbled. Uh, into, but we're, it. into it. Into it. Into it. Yes. yes. So we're a little late to the game, but we're finally getting into TikTok. And the way we're covering it's sort of interesting today. Uh, there's a TV show. I think it was based on some books, but it was really popular back in the day. Y'all might have heard of it. It's called Ships of the Northern Fleet. I was and a huge fan. Huge were, were fan. You? Yes. And we have one yeah. of the actresses from the show coming on today. And it's very exciting. So this show's pretty much made a comeback like over TikTok. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk to a super fan and a former actress. So mm-hmm. get excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not surprised that you were a fan, Allie, with your love of Star Wars and Harry Potter. It's very much in that vein for sure. Yes, yes, 100%. Yeah. Also explains why I never really got into it, but I'm <laughs> excited to talk to them today. We forgive you. We forgive you. Do you think that George Lucas and J.K. Rowling were inspired by ships of the Northern Fleet. Oh. Mm. Wait, mm, no, the, sorry, my the... timeline's all off. George Lucas yeah, was a... before, but Harry Potter was after. But what so about was... the books? So what was ships the main... of the Northern... When, when did the books come know. out? When did the books come out? That's that the I don't question. Know. We so should, was we ships done our... of the Northern Fleet inspired by Star Wars? But it's also a little musical. Honestly, it has all the things I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to be honest, guys, if you haven't seen the show, don't fret. Um, 
again, I ha- yeah. I wasn't I wasn't really a fan, so you'll still uh, you'll still be able to get a lot out of this episode. It's going to be yeah. awesome. And we have to mention that this episode was suggested in our Discord server by Almost Shirley. He is a huge fan of the show, uh, so thank you so much for bringing this uh, resurgence of it to our attention. Discord.gg slash 2G1P. You can also join us there, hang out, suggest show topics. We love it. Well, let's let's get into it because we have a lot of questions for them. <gasps> Not a call, but an email <laughs> that stands for electronic mail. Okay. It's like it's like regular mail that you get from the post office, but it's sent uh, electronically. Via to, po- on, postal to your- service? No, no, no. Uh, through mm. the computer. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Okay. Uh, this is from Robert. Robert says, after listening to 2G1P episode 164, that was our episode about disinformation with Bridget Todd. Robert says, I was reminded of the following New York Times article, which had a different take on what the internet is doing to us. Uh, spoiler, it's not just about Uh, The Internet's ad-based economy, which I agree has its problems, although it's an obvious observation about a very different medium, Robert notes that radio and TV were solely ad-based for most of the 20th century, and to a lesser extent still are. An ad-based economy isn't sufficient by itself to cause what we're seeing, but this article that he's linking to isn't about ads. He says, I hope you enjoy it. I love the trivia. It is my favorite part of the show. So. The article, it's called I Talked to the Cassandra of the Internet Age. I didn't understand the Cassandra reference. Cassandra is a Greek prophet. Prophetess or whatever. Yeah, us uh, drama nerds remember her from Greek drama. Um, I forget, though, which... Anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah, she, she foresaw tragedy. Nobody would believe her. Like, she saw truth all the time and everyone ignored it, which is what we basically were talking about. The article briefly is about Michael Goldhaber, the internet prophet you'd never heard of. He predicted the complete dominance of the internet, increased shamelessness in politics, terrorists co-opting social media, the rise of reality television, oversharing fandoms, predicted all this in the mid 80s, because he was observing at the time that there was an information glut, that there was simply more access to news, opinion, forms of entertainment uh, than ever before in human history, uh, kind of coined the, ta- the, the term uh, the attention economy or, or brought mm-hmm. that term back into public discourse. But your time, your attention is a finite resource and every, all this media is struggling to suck our time away. And, and, and I, I think that's right. We're blaming advertising for the for the problems here, but Robert says, no, TV's been supported by advertising forever. So it seems like advertising's playing off of the attention economy, or is that the term? Or like, even if I wanted to get off social media, it feels like a huge hurdle to do so for myself. So... Mm -hmm. I think all of the um, science fiction books are coming true. Yes. (laughs) How weird, right? Maybe ships of the Northern Fleet will come true. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I think is happening. Uh, But what I think is really interesting is like all the doomsday things that like the government was going to do, we're just going to do to ourselves. Yeah. I don't know. Did this come up in our our Discord or or was I, maybe I was seeing it elsewhere, but it's the difference between 1984 and uh which is orwell and aldous huxley which who wrote uh, brave new world mm-hmm. 1984 said the government's coming the government's gonna watch you the government's gonna control you and aldous huxley said no uh companies are gonna make 
a bunch of media and drugs and uh, systematize your attention so that you won't even know you're being controlled. You'll just think life is awesome because there's so much to do. Uh, and meanwhile, these nefarious actors will be behind the scenes controlling everything. We do. And there has been a lot written about this, uh, that Huxley's vision of the future came true and Orwell's not so much. Uh, we kind of the current events notwithstanding, we kind of defeated the fascism that uh, that Orwell was predicting. Yeah, I was. I also had this realization the other day about cancel culture, that it's also sort of like uh, we're surveilling ourselves and surveilling each other, mm. like the way people get canceled for like when when they get canceled for something they like did years ago. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, mm. we're like like in the books, it's more like oh, uh, you don't know who's spying on you and the citizens are reporting back and you don't know what you're going to get in trouble for doing. But like, that's kind of what we're just doing to each other. Cancel culture. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think we got to go to a, we, we got to go to a little ad, don't we, Matt? Yeah, we got to take a break. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Three cheers to these purveyors of the Skyfleet booty to 2G1P. What what am, what am I saying, Allie? No, no, honestly, let's keep, don't edit that out, Matt. It's beautiful. Thank you, Chris Harrison. Jerry Duran. Jessica Fox. Melissa Elliott. James Dozier. Deborah Duberpants. Kathy Phillips. William. <laughs> Matthew Scott and raise a glass to our newest supporter Wesley Cordell we thank you for flying high with us and spreading your booty widely <laughs> you know it's better to spread the booty than if you'd spread the other side it just would really have gone off the rails if you all want to spread the booty widely please go to patreon.com slash 2g1p and thanks again to those supporters who contributed at the $10 level or more Oh, yeah, that was great. Uh, I really felt like I was like kind of back in in the episodes, you know, <laughs> I just sneeze. Here she goes. Oh. On that note, we are that so are excited. Did you, did you pee a little? Did, I did pee a little, pee a little but I did sneeze. And I guess I've got sneeze that again. problem these days, actually. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Jen, that's a real pregnancy thing. going? Pregnancy is pretty good. Okay. But I, I saw a but picture the other day. Well, I just saw a picture the other day of like what it looks like inside of your body during this time. And it's crazy. Like your uterus is so big and you're, I'm sorry to be gross, but like all your organs are like smushed. <laughs> it's That's weird. Gross. I just was talking about spreading booties back in front. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Your organs are smushed, but can you feel the smushing of the organs? Not quite. I'm definitely going to be able to, but um, I get full pretty quickly when I eat, but I want to eat all mm -hmm. the time and mm -hmm. I have to pee mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. So <sighs> it's happening. The smushing yeah, is afoot. All also, right. <laughs> did you know there's a there's a human baby in there? Too. Well, I guess that's gross. responsible. Gross. Gross. It's gross. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's still it's. Don't, wait, you're doing June and it's February. Oh my God. It's happening in what? three months, no, guys. It's March. It's March. I mean, it's March, March. April, it's May, March four first. months, four months. Yeah. <laughs> you're more than halfway. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Start, wow. I'm, starting to, I'm starting to look like I got a baby in there. <laughs> well, folks, it is time for our interview. We could not be more excited to have here with us today two very important people. We have Katie Osborne, who you might remember played the beloved character Annie on Ships of the Northern Fleet. And I'm we have... out here, okay? I'm <laughs> a big fan. Hey. I just 
That's my biggest gift. Yes. Katie. Um, Wait, and did we you? Have, okay, okay. Wait, what? But and well, we have somebody someone else here. said me too, and I was like, "Is she talking about me?" Or no, it was Jen yeah. saying me too. I got. I got it, was, it was me. It was me. But we also oh have somebody God. else here. We have Mr. Nickel, who is a super fan, who brought this series back into modern times, reminding people just how beloved it was. Hello there. Hello. Hi. Thank God, because we needed this in quarantine. Yes. We needed I'm, this. That's exciting, but I'm still exciting. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. So for listeners who don't remember uh, Ships of the Northern Fleet, the TV show or the books. Who are uh, those people? Get out. <laughs> I know. Well, we were wondering if you could just start by giving us a quick rundown of what it was, what it was about, and then um, maybe get into how it got brought back. Oh, this this sounds like super fan territory. Katie, you want me to take this one? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say, I was like, I, I know a lot about the episodes that I was in, but you're way better about the 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 whole canon, so you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I try. Um, so Ships of the Northern Fleet uh, was a book series followed by a television series. Uh, also, like, you got your animes, there was graphic novels, but the main fo- uh, fan focus is the book series and television series. Uh, it is about a bunch of sky pirate adventurers making their way through the seven skies uh, there's four different main fleets to them, all kind of combating against each other, exchanging artifacts and magics and tales and prisoners <laughs> and adventures. It's basically it's it's a sky pirate western kind of feel to it, where it's just yeah. every. It was like pre Game of Thronesy. Is that a good way to describe it? It's got that kind of thing where it's not just an ensemble cast because like the the uh, cast on this thing was just of hundreds almost. But um, it had that feel where like each group had its own storylines that kind of intertwined. And as you went through certain seasons, you might focus more on one group than another. But yeah, it was a huge, huge, complex story. Okay, so you you brought this back. You found a box of scripts and props. What what happened? How did this get brought back into 2021? (laughs) Yeah, so earlier in February, I was kind of going through some of my stuff, trying to just like, you know, you're alone in a room long enough, you start looking through boxes you own. And uh, I used to work for Bridge Studios here in Vancouver, British Columbia, uh, as an associate producer on a kid's film. And um, I was in my office, which was upwards of a hallway next to one of the uh, larger studios, and I found this kind of box full of artifacts and scripts and that kind of stuff. And as I was poking through it, I remember like, oh, yeah, like this is like I found kind of like the holy grail of missing ships of the Northern Fleet stuff. So I went to TikTok, which is where you go for any information nowadays. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I tried to see like, you know, just like gauge fan response. Like, hey, who else remembers this show? Because like, I swear, like, I can't go a single week without, and I'm sorry for this, Katie, without shouting button up cap. I and, mean... Like, <laughs> And like, I'm not seeing, I go to conventions, I go to Emerald City Con, like New York Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, I don't see cosplay, I'm not seeing knockoff merch, like whatever, why do we remember this show, but we're not doing anything about it? I think because it spanned so many genres, you know? <laughs> well, it's hard to like tell some days, it's like, is that a Jack Sparrow or is that a Sky Captain? You know, you can't. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. one of the things that I found the most interesting, like, especially like as Mr. Nickel started doing work on this project and, and we started like all sort of really like collectively re-exploring the show is that we found that so much of the media that is, you know, really in the collective consciousness and, and really is popular today, so much of it derived from Fleet. And so, you know, you had like the, the proto, uh, you know, archetype of Jack Sparrow in Vlad, you know, you had like, you know, 
uh, Zoidberg and, and Glurp and, and all of that stuff. And so it, it just, it was fascinating to me. Um, like once we started re-talking about the show, realizing like how much of the stuff that, you know, I, I grew up with, like had just sort of become recycled out of fleet. And I, I yeah. think that's really it's interesting. It's a real nerd Rosetta stone. Of, uh, <laughs> it really is. Finding where it all came from. So mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. So Katie, how did you get, I, I know obviously you were on the show in a very big way, <laughs> but how did you get brought into this sort of like uh, reinvigoration of it? Are you on TikTok? How did you and Mr. Nickel yeah. connect? It honestly, like, it's not that good of a story. Um, but I, I, I had been on TikTok <laughs> for a while, and I, I weirdly, I, I started educating people about ADHD, and so I, I gained this following of of people who just like know that I'm a big nerd and I love you know Dungeons and Dragons and all of this stuff. But a lot of them didn't know that I'm an actor and they didn't know that I was a performer. But like five or six people tagged me in Mr. Nichols' original video, and they were like. Hey, you're a nerd. Do you remember the show? Did you like the show? What did you think of the show? And I was like, guys, I was on that show for like <laughs> four and a half seasons. <laughs> and, and it's it's one of those things where like a lot of the actors who have been on the show, like we we loved it. We loved our time. We loved being part of the Fleet family. But I think a lot of us, like myself included, I sort of set that part of my life aside after the show, you know, like I, I was going to college. I was, I really just kind of wanted to like do my own thing and make my own name for myself. And so like, I, I didn't really talk about it. And so I posted a TikTok and I was like, yeah, guys, that was me. I played Annie. And, and people were like, wait, I thought I recognized you from somewhere. Like, oh my God. You know, and they started asking me all these like, once you put the hat on, that's all you, that's all it took. Yeah. And, and I mean, like I, I kept the hat, I kept the flintlock, you know, like, and so like, I have these like memories (laughs) around my house, but I don't know. I just, I feel like, I think that's kind of the thing that happens when you're, you know, you're an actor is like you, you take on these roles and you do these things for a while, but then at some point, like you either have the option to let it define you or you can kind of like move on to the next thing. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been really, really wonderful getting to just, you know, revisit and, and, and remember the world with everybody. And, and it's just been, it's just been really, really special. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mr. Nickel, how do you feel kind of being brought into now, you know, be working with an actress who was on one of your favorite shows (laughs) of all time? That's been so like, so I was asking like, hey, who remembers this? And it's kind of thing like, you know, you you tweet at a celebrity and you don't expect them to actually see it. Um, But yeah, like between we've we've had like, I've got Annie, I've got Meadow, I've got Glurp, I've got Vlad, and they're now all like messaging me daily on Facebook. And it's like, oh, cool. Yeah. Remember, like, I'm also part of the crew now because I decided. I liked it so hard. That's how this works, right? Like, I'm a, I'm a fan so hard, you fan back. That's how we. That's how we circulate wow. this air. Um, but what he's not, what, what Mr. Nickel is not telling you is that we all love Mr. Nickel. Like, Mr. Nickel brought us all together. Like, if it were not for him, you know, like I hadn't spoken to to Patrick or, or Logan in years. <laughs> Logan's living and, on and like a wolf all, sanctuary in Austin right now. Yeah, so, like, like, Logan, he's you know, like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I believe that you did have a big announcement that you said you were willing to share on Two Girls, One Podcast. Is that true? I mean, it's not not true. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean... I mean, Mr. Nickel, I know we both both know, but do I feel like you should you should get to do it. Well, like it's been an interesting thing as I'm going through this box and like we've had a few table reads and Q and A's <laughs> of like the missing script parts. Just the other week, we did a uh, table read of one of the like kind of like mirror universe ones with the other characters and the back and forth on that. 
I'm going to show one of the cog hogs and one of the future Q and A's. It's been this really fun thing back and forth. Uh, but the really interesting thing of all of this is that like none of it ex- exists, uh, which has been fun. Well, but what do you mean by that? Oh, yeah, none of none of, none no, of no, this, this is real. This isn't a show. <laughs> this show never existed. Yeah, that's okay. fun part. <laughs> Thank the books existed, right? No, no, no. the whole concept. Oh, no, the books. Yeah. The book, no. Nope, yeah. they don't. They don't exist. It's fun though. Are you? Are you? You didn't play Annie? N- nope. There's uh, technically Annie, speaking, Annie she's didn't played e- Annie more than anyone else has. <laughs> technically speaking, like I don't, I don't know how it works because what happened is, is that, is that the the video part is true. Mr. Nickel posted that video, um, and I said, you know what would be funny is if I told everybody that I was on the show. Um, but then it like became reality. Like we reverse engineered uh, fandom and we reverse engineered reality to so the point where I'm not. I'm, yeah, yeah, like that's the pr- like that's like that's that's real. Like that, I'm being authentically <laughs> true. Like people are drawing fan art, and I get I've had songs written. Yeah. I've had entire monologues written. And you like, can act, barely like, go a TikTok live without Dan Povenmire asking to see Ev- Annie's hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the the creator of Phineas and Ferb is a oh, huge so fan cool. of Annie from Ships of the Northern Fleet. <laughs> I bro- I broke reality a little bit, uh, and that's you bro- you a, I guess reality. I did. Okay. I did a whoopsie on the concept of reality, and I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for people out there who might be still wondering what the fuck is going on, um, <laughs> this this whole thing it's it's an experiment. It's it's fake, and it was indeed uh, something posted on TikTok, but it's completely taken off and it's formed this crazy community. And we want to play the original TikTok for you right now, so you get an idea of how this all started. All right, here it is. If you're a super nerd, stop scrolling. I, I want to try to manifest something on the internet to see if we can just participate in a hallucinatory experience. Here's the idea. We keep talking about Easter eggs and favorite parts of a show that will and has never existed. And I don't want to write scripts or fan fiction or anything. I just want to pretend this show existed and remember parts of it that were never there. Can we do this? I've decided it'll be like a steampunk sky pirate show called Ships of the Northern Fleet. There was a book series, maybe a TV show. But yeah, we'll just talk about favorite things from it, but it's not out there. It doesn't exist. It will never exist. So if you're watching this video, it started here and quite possibly ended here because no one wanted to participate. That's fine. But still, (laughs) here's the stitchable part of the video. (laughs) Tell me your favorite Easter egg or moment from Ships of the Northern Fleet, books or show. So there we go. I'll start it off. Maybe like in the books, Captain Barnabas, not a character, was named Neil Barnabas after Neil Gaiman. That's fun. (laughs) that is me um, did you enjoy listening that... to yourself was that fun no no and i, I did voice acting and i still like i like listening to me doing a voice but me just talking with pure train of thought is goddamn horrifying um <laughs> but the two parts of that that have been haunting me the most that people keep poking at uh is i don't want to write scripts uh, which I've done so much of now, and the no one will be interested in this won't do anything. No, 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 no. You're also leaving out the part where there's fan fiction now. Oh yeah, there's Don't fan there is. We're on fan fiction. Let me let me tell you. I'm, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I've I've done a lot of performing in my life. I have I have many degrees in performance, but there is nothing. There is no part of your training. There is no conservatory class that you take that prepares you for the moment where you find your own fan fiction on Ao3. That's that's. <laughs> That's a, Honestly, that's a weird that that's a is weird a day. new 
life goal of mine. There you go. <laughs> Manifest it. I I'm so happy about it. Like I it is my favorite thing. Man, are you prepared um, to read us a portion of the fan fiction about your fictional character? Oh, because oh I'm man, ready. I, 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 fan I probably I'm fan, just, fan fictional fiction. Um, what, there's, there's, this is a meta you. term. We need to, we yeah, need to well, and, figure out what so this yeah, is. That's, it's fiction, been a, fan a fiction. real interesting yeah, experiment yeah. with the non-reality yeah. of this. And, <laughs> but, what, but what is really interesting about this, and this is something that I, I am fixated on, is that Mr. Nickel posted that video. And then in less than 48 hours, less than 48 hours, there was a Reddit, there was a Discord, <laughs> there Discords. were multiple videos on yeah. YouTube, there was, there was a Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, the Wikipedia started out small. It is now over 300 pages of oh lore God. that people oh have written about the characters and the show. Not Wikipedia proper, but but fandom. like the fandom sites. Okay. Yeah, like fandom. fandom N- not to detract from the fact that there are 300 no, no, no. fandom pages, um, but... There's a, a, a set of Russian ships called the Northern Fleet. Um, and people were editing the actual Wikipedia page to be like, not a reference to the popular uh. television show, <laughs> Ships of the Northern Like, so, like, that, and it got taken off at some point. Yeah, but, like, I, uh, I accidentally taught a whole bunch of TikTok kids about Russian World War II fleet techniques uh, <laughs> during that one week. So, um, but, the, but yeah. yeah, Mr. Nickel, why did you do this? I was bored. so i had written like the premise and a couple chapters of a book called ships of the northern fleet and it was going to be and i haven't actually talked about this part out loud before so congratulations on the exclusive Um, yes we do get the breaking news you do get the breaking news um yeah so i was trying to write a book that was going to be like an anthology like oh it'd be so cool like to see the point of view of like a steampunk war from the point of view of every ship in it and then I got like a bit into that. I'm like, ah, oh, this is like work. Uh, so <laughs> in place of actually completing a script and putting it out in the world to be judged by nerds, I just told them they loved it. And they're like, yeah, we totally did. They're like, oh, this is so much easier. Oh, why doesn't everyone just do this? I can sell merch now. This is great. Um, and we have. We've amazing. sold so far about 300 we, yeah. shirts from the ships of the Northern Fleet and the Four Fleets. kind of want one now. Oh, yeah. yeah they're up. I go to, they're on my TikTok. It's a link. <laughs> Every cent of that profit that I get has been going directly towards the uh, Trevor Project, which benefits uh, LGBTQI plus youth uh, from a toll-free hotline. So I don't make any money off this. I just find it hilarious. Even better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I also just wanted to read the top comments on your TikTok because I love that you're like, let's create Easter eggs for a show that never existed. And the top comment with nearly 5,000 likes is from Crabman732. I loved Nathan Fillion in season one, episode six. He was perfect as Captain Hellman. It's a shame he never came back. I would have liked to see him as a recurring character. So that has become (laughs) hard canon. That (laughs) is, yeah. Nathan Nathan Fillion was in at least seven to twelve seasons of ships of the northern <laughs> fleet depending on who you oh, ask yeah and shout out to crab um, man he's great i actually sent it to him like hey, get in on this um, i just i just love that like you're like let's easter eggs show never existed boom someone chimes in with well, like this perfect fucking easter what's egg really for a interesting show that never is <laughs> a lot of the comments like a majority of the comments are on the video of like hey this doesn't exist and like that's where all the lore building is happening like cool mm-hmm. cool cool one of my favorite ones was someone putting like oh so this is cancel culture run amok 
fuck. Just because you don't like the creator of this show, it suddenly never existed. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's people. People have figured out a way to like weave the like meta narrative into the lore of the show. And so, like, oh. if you look on the Discord, like the Discord is like what, like it's so good. But like people There's talk recipes. a lot about the fact that like the books changed. The book, the, because the author, the authors were not satisfied. And so, like, if you read the green cover books, <laughs> you know, then you know Captain Hellman as the bad guy. But if you read the blue version, what? the reprint that happened, you know, a few years later, he was a good guy. And so they've figured out ways to sort of, like, take yeah, the meta and and make it into this thing where like this is why we don't all remember the same thing is because there were reboots and reprints and the authors changed their mind and they went back and like you know the books were different than the show but the show was different than the cartoon <laughs> they george lucas did they lucas did <laughs> they it's did. been like watching the fandom build around it which also shout out to the wikipedia people because they oh are oh my god they'll every so often i have to like get called in as like the the instigator the catalyst or something like i'm in charge of this now where it'll be like hey uh season three suddenly has 80 episodes we don't really know what to do about that <laughs> like, every other season has like the usual 23 like episode run but episodes. season three is marked as 80 and so I'll just, that's like, a quiet. tough year for for katie I'll, yeah yeah so i'll quiet i'll quietly wander over to one other part of the discord and be like hey i just looked at the wiki uh it's weird that you listed all the webisodes which are canon but they didn't air proper on television as part of season three so feel free to like 3.5 that and you can move it over and be like okay cool thanks <laughs> <laughs> We have to like justify and like we we really don't want to shut stuff down. There's only been a few occasions of people because it's the internet <laughs> and destroying things feels just like creating. Um, yeah. So they see everyone having fun and they're like, "How do I ruin it?" Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Katie, how did you become Annie? When did that happen? How did you get involved? Um, it happened literally hours after Mr. Nickel posted the original video. Um, and it's 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 not. And again, I'm not lying. It's not a very good story. Um, but basically, what had happened was that I had missed the boat on Ratatouille and Bridgerton mm. the musical. Mm. Let's, um, and and let's talk about that too. <laughs> also, just in case our <laughs> listeners don't know about those gems. So on TikTok, sometimes people will say things like, "Wouldn't it be funny if Ratatouille was a musical?" And then the entirety of TikTok for like three <laughs> weeks just makes it into a thing to the point where, like, then you know, there's like a real musical version with like Titus Burgess in it, and like that was like a real <laughs> thing that happened. And so, like, I, like, so I'm a, I'm like a middling sized creator on, on TikTok. Um, but my niche is kind of like nerddom and mental health. And so what I said earlier was true. Like a bunch of people tagged me in this video and they were just like, Hey, you might want to know about this, but I caught it like right at the beginning. And like, I kind of like looked through like some of the videos that had been posted, but I realized like what was missing were like people that had like quote unquote been on the show. And so I just, just to be a shithead, I just posted <laughs> this video and I was like, Hey guys, it was me. I played Annie. Like, and, and exactly the same thing that happened on, on Mr. Nichols TikTok happened on mine where like all of the comments were like, it was bullshit that on season two, episode eight, like, Oh, you know, and it, and it just became this beautiful and like i you know i've done improv for years and so like it became this beautiful game of yes and yeah. where everybody in the comments was like asking me questions and they would just and it, but it would just be like this little little <laughs> gift this little gift yeah. of a you know what was the dress hard to wear 
that they, it would be a question like that and i'd be like oh my gosh yeah it was so much heavier than it looked but like you know the sequins like the way that they lit up like that was really you know so it was just like there was just all of these moments and then yeah sort of like out of that i just sort of became one of like the main characters on this television <laughs> yeah. show that never existed gary was the first one who claimed to be that i saw on tiktok that claimed to be an actor on it and i actually was in my living room in the in the middle of a meeting uh because i could just i pace back and forth in my living room sometimes when i'm on a meeting uh and i was scrolling tiktok so i was very engaged in my work and yeah. <laughs> i shouted out the audacity i <laughs> 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 see the first person who's like i worked on this and he was like showing props that he had from it i'm like it's magic it's goddamn magic i'm following this guy immediately <laughs> Um, every time i follow someone on tiktok i have to unfollow someone because i'm at 666 followers follow and that like amuses me so i have to maintain yeah that's fair that's fair we heard the tiktok that started it all so let's hear the tiktok that brought katie in (laughs) oh good here we go so i don't really talk about this a lot here on my page because i really wanted my page to stand on my own and i didn't want to like play the fame card or something but people have started asking and so i think it's time to come clean Yes, I did play Annie in seasons one through four of Ships of the Northern Fleet. That was me. And like, I know, I know that there was a ton of controversy when Annie died, but my NDA is up and so I can talk about it. First off, spoilers, I knew what was coming. Writers had been planning it since season three, especially after Bosley died trying to get the Newtonium containment back online. Like my my character kind of didn't have anywhere to go. And before you will ask me about season four, episode eight, yes, he's a good kisser. He's a very good kisser. And so is she. The thing about playing Annie was that I just, I never expected to get the call. And then the next thing I know, I'm there on set and I'm filming and I'm part of this incredible universe. It was an amazing time in my life. And okay, you guys cannot tell anybody, but look, I kept the trophy from the Promethean Gambit. I wasn't supposed to, but I smuggled it off set. But anyway, Fleet fans, if you've got more questions for me, I will answer them. So just let me know in the comments. Love it. Hilarious. (laughs) I love the detail about the NDA being up. Uh, yeah, a lot, right? of pe- a lot of people jumped on that after. That was a good touch. Mm, yeah. The other thing that's lovely is, from what I've noticed, it's like a very LGBT oh, uh, yeah. friendly <laughs> fandom, even though it also supposedly happened in like the 90s, which was arguably <laughs> not great. Like, uh, there was a comment on your post, Mr. Nickel, about like, you know, some captain is trans and I won't hear otherwise. And then a lot of stuff about like the <laughs> representation on the show, which is yep. so fun that it's like so inclusive. It's been a back and forth bit of interest on that because obviously, like, as a group, um, especially like just at least even amongst the actors, people and myself, we are a, a diverse LGBTQI plus rainbow, which is great. And like, so we've gotten a lot of that and we want to embrace that because there's kind of a hole in the heart of certain fandoms that I won't point any wand at or anything, but um, <laughs> that, that might need a little bit of a hug and a little bit of some love right now and to feel represented and seen. And it's cool that someone could be like, yeah, there was like a trans woman captain who married their non-binary partner I'm like yeah no that's hard canon that was great i love that episode <laughs> but what has become fascinating on top of that is nerds are broken <laughs> yep. we have had a lot of trauma and we have absorbed that and some people do take that trauma and bring it to fleet to make it feel more real to them so i have mm-hmm. seen comments of just like oh it was a shame that like the casting on this was really racially tone deaf or like it was a shame that they, this and i'm like i just I don't want to know but your yes and 
but I would mm. like you to take a second and realize this is you doing this and no one is insisting this happen. Yeah, <laughs> like, right, could, right. We could have a paradise, but your kind made a desert of it. And like, just <laughs> please, yeah. like we can be happy. We can be happy. That's We're allowed really to be happy. interesting because it's like, I yeah. guess they think they're like making it more realistic, but it's like, no. And actually... I'm going to, this was inevitable for me to bring in my real life favorite Canadian TV show, Schitt's Creek, mm-hmm. which, which really did do that. And it's one of the things that was so spectacular about the show that they never really made, they never made homophobia a thing. They had a, you know, gay couple and it was just great that they were gay. And so it was, and it was so powerful to just see the world the way that it could be and not need mm-hmm. to play into all these things. So I love that that happened on Schitt's Creek and I love that you're, trying to encourage that in this fake world as well. One of the things that I have found to be really interesting is like, and I realize, I realize how pretentious what I am going to say is is going to sound. The backwards (laughs) meta-ness of the whole thing has been so interesting for me because like I, I am bi, I am also poly. And so like I decided like day one, I was like, Annie was was queer and she also was in like a like a, a multiple partner relationship and that was just part of the show and that was part of the character and like I, I was never like very like overt about it I was never like no Annie has to be gay but like I just was Annie and so like that has become part of the canon that has become part of the lore Somebody wrote an article like like a couple of days ago that was like top five best episodes of Ships of the Northern Fleet or whatever. <laughs> and like in that article, like I am, first off, I mentioned my name, which I think is like the funniest shit in the entire world. But also <laughs> in that article, they were like, and a lot of fans were upset because like Killing Annie was like playing into that like barrier gaze trope. Yes, I saw that. And I had this like real moment of like, oh no, the lore that I have created is problematic because I wanted to kill off Annie, but also I'm like, I'm so gay. And this is like this like, real oh, thing that happened. I think we just like, found yeah, our new I mean, t-shirt, which is, but also I'm so gay. <laughs> but also I'm so gay. And so like, and yeah. and yeah, like it's been so interesting to like just watch people just accept. But the like, article, just, nope. yeah, that article made such a good point though, because it was saying though that overall the representation is so great that it doesn't matter. Yeah. And Dan I, I liked Savage. That. I was like, I felt less bad about it. <laughs> Dan Savage also talked about that in one of his episodes. I'm, I'm obsessed with Dan Savage, <laughs> is, which is that like having problematic representation of people is okay if there is widespread representation. So we're not only seeing that trope. Hmm. And so I love yeah. that the article talks about the bury your gaze trope. And talks about the fact that there is such an expansive LGBTQ environment in the show that it's kind of okay. It's just like the the like layers of it is so fun. This this whole experience has been about the layers of fandom because one of my favorite part of this has been the memes because oh the my memes God. I, oh you my could God. write a paper. <laughs> on how the meme interaction for a fictional television show interacts <laughs> because the meme itself actually teaches you about their fake backstory better than them just writing it if you understand memes okay so give us an example yeah, yeah. my favorite thing with the memes is there is a character his name is Brit captain Brittner. And everybody hates Brittner. Brittner is the fucking worst. But nobody knows why. 
All we know is that every meme is like, fuck Britner. And one time (laughs) Britner got his entire crew killed. And so like, and then it started becoming like, we like the meme started getting more specific. And so there'd be like a meme of like, you know, fuck Britner. And then the next one is like Britner choosing to save his entire crew or save a dog. And he like saves the, you know? And so like this lore around this, like deeply hated character who I cannot, again, stress enough, didn't exist yeah. Except two weeks ago, you know, like, th- like we were able to like retcon the lore of this or like reverse engineer the lore of this character to like learn his entire story through like, you know, like the, the guy pointing at the butterfly meme. Another interesting thing of like them rejecting a premise was uh, Patrick Lawler tried to become the Jar Jar of the series, uh, a character named mm-hmm. Glurp, whose who's catchphrase is swiggity swaggity, let's blow up gravity. Uh, <laughs> which in the end of the series, by the way, he does. And, uh, Do you have that on a shirt? I have that on a shirt. I've got Great. that on a non-medical mask. I'm literally wearing that shirt right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have it. You can buy it. Uh, swiggity swaggity, buy this tote baggity. Uh, <laughs> can I, ju- I just, I'm sorry. I want to own the merch. And when yep. you own merch, you want to like run into somebody in the world who's like, oh, That's I love that show. And no one That's will ever say that yep. to me no, when I'm wearing so- the shirt. But someone will come up someone to you and be like, ships in the Northern will. Fleet. Oh, that'll yeah. be the greatest day of my life. I don't think it'll it's, happen. Um, I mean, so, we we did a Q and A on <laughs> <laughs> we we did a Q and A on Saturday, and in during that Q and A, we discovered that people are making knockoff merch. <laughs> like there, like there is literally contraband <laughs> black market ships of the Northern Fleet merchandise. It has gotten so out of hand. That was actually two, two of the only things I jumped on for ships uh, because. I was like, I don't want to be in charge of the story of this. I like, I didn't get any of the social media channels locked down. I didn't do the email. I'm like, if someone mm. wants to grab those, they're up. I don't care. Like, oh, I'm not spending my life running this. But uh, there was two things I wanted for myself, which was I drew the logo really quickly, just to be like, okay, I want, I want it. So I based it off like 1990s cartoon shows for pirates and stuff. Like there, there's a logo. So if stuff goes up, this logo's on it. And then uh, because nerds love sorting themselves into the four humors, uh, I also made that. Because, like, we all need, like, which Ninja Turtle, which Ghostbuster, which right. magical house, perhaps, uh, are you in? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, Wait, so, uh, so you're so like, saying you, that that exists for ships of the Northern Fleet as well? Which that fleet exists for even? ships of the Northern Fleet. Yes. There's the four fleets. Uh, mm-hmm. There's the Necronauts. They're the kind of mm-hmm. evil guys who tried to escape death with technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are, those are you know, the people who like being a little bit evil. They get that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Cogs folk who keep the ships running and are kind of the fun-loving party dudes. Uh, mm-hmm. There's the True Winds who are the protagonists because uh, everyone needs that group for the hero class. <laughs> um, and then there's the Scribe Feathers, which I think has actually become the largest group because of who the nerds really running has. this is, uh, who are the ones that like make the charts and write the stories. And I, mm-hmm. I should have known going into it, be like, oh, wait, no, all of these nerds are making up a fake story. Every single <laughs> one of these guys like, is going to want this merch. Yeah. So let's talk about TikTok really quickly because it's where it all began. <laughs> um, we know it's really collaborative. Um, we know it's all organic, but do you see any trends in how and why like something would take off like this or take shape over time? I have a really solid theory about this. And okay. this is where like I need to I need to stress that my background is in academia and theater. And so I'm gonna nerd out really hard for a second. Cool. And I apologize in advance. <laughs> so Mr. Nickel 
did something that is, and I and I've I've genuinely done research on this because I'm fascinated by it. But Mr. Nickel figured out how to instantaneously create nostalgia for that which never existed, <laughs> and that is such a profoundly interesting thing. Can I can I pause you for one second because I just thought of a word? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go. Can we call it nostalgia? Nostalgia. <laughs> yes. It was in my head. I just needed that in the Thank world. You. I needed that's that in the world. Thank that's you. beautiful. Thank you very much. Continue. One of my favorite movies in the entire world is Galaxy Quest. And there's a moment in in Galaxy Quest where where uh, you know Tim Allen calls up jason long's character and jason long's like oh i'm so embarrassed and like i know everything is for pretend and and i know it's not real and tim allen goes it's all real and in in this perfect cinematic moment like i cry when this happens he goes i knew it and just instantly accepts it instantly <laughs> it he's just like yes he's in it he's like fuck it spaceships are real right mm-hmm. that is what ships of the northern fleet is it is for every nerd who watched that movie and like just waited for their Hogwarts letter and and <laughs> and loves that movie, you know, and loves that moment in Galaxy Quest. But like instead of just watching it as an observer, instead of just like wondering like what would it be like if I really did get the Hogwarts letter? Congratulations, you're in the show. <laughs> you're on the show. You're part of the lore. Like you are contributing actively to this nostalgia and this fandom. And it's so special. I think to circle around too about the idea of like how TikTok in particular functions with this, because like I've been on Instagram for six years and I've had thousands of posts and I have no followers, uh, which is fine because it's posts of my face and I get it. My mirror works, but um, <laughs> like uh, I go on TikTok. I started last March, so I'm not even up to my one year anniversary right now. And I've got like 115,000 followers and 1.5 million likes. Not that those numbers super mean stuff, but it does change the amount of engagement you get. I think it's such a more creative place where you also can really see other slices of life and strangers. Mm-hmm. I mean, Instagram is just like, yeah. It's dangerous. It's dangerous, though. And, and I think everyone here knows this is like, that's that is the crack and the candy that they have given you. And if it's <laughs> I, I wish yeah. you the best. And I hope that this is continues 10 years from now. I, I worry about but platforms pulling the now, rug out. People oh, yeah. are using it for creativity. Yes, yes. My point is, um, people, the, the culture on Vine was very mm. similar and very mm-hmm. exciting and very remixable, and it had a culture to itself, and then it was gone. So. Right. I like that it reminds me of Vine. I like that there's this place yep. on the internet where yep. people can like play and yes and and be creative, even though it might disappear. So the meme I saw online was a Venn diagram. And on one side, it said millennials. And on the other side, it said Tarzan's last words. And in the middle, it said, I miss Vine. But um, <laughs> it's not mine. I was just, but um, I think what, I'm the sorry. Thing what with, are Tarzan's last words? I miss Vine. I miss Vine. <laughs> but he okay. fell out of the tree. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay, great. So I can stupid. dissect the frog of that joke further if you like. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a dad. I got it. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> But I think the difference between, even between Vine, because I was on Vine a little bit, but the difference between Vine and TikTok is in Vine, you can still like take some of the sounds and do some stuff like that. But 
the duetting of TikTok and like the setting up scenes where another person is in the scene with you. And like, you can have your favorite celebrity and be acting in a scene with them. And that blur of audience and performer part of it, Mm, I think is what's scratching a lot of itches. And that's us with fleet stuff. It's giving that, that, little itch a home Uh, someone referred to it as mr nichols home for wayward characters where (laughs) now there's this weird nostalgia thing using that term it's mine now uh, where where someone can take like a character they've had for a while and put like a pirate hat on them and be like do you remember (laughs) this character and then have a stranger be like i grew up with that character i've dressed like that character i love it and then feel that it's become the home for wayward D &D characters (laughs) (laughs) but you're just invited Inviting a bunch of bad improv nerds to come play, and and some of them are are wonderful, like Katie, and some, most of them are not going to be good at this. What what do you do with those? Well, that's people? the that's the wonderful part about it, though. I think because like the the really cool thing is like, and and I'm probably gonna get in trouble somehow for saying this, but like this has grown despite TikTok because mm-hmm. what wound up happening is like TikTok started like shutting down the hashtag. And Wait, like we we what yeah they were, they were like suppressing whole, our views yeah why yeah like mm. be, because it's it's because we're a bunch that's of nerds the, making up a fake sci-fi about. show yeah, about, and so like mm. but people people just kept doing it like and even like as a like and you know like I said like I'm like a mid-sized creator and so like I would post you know a video and it would get like twenty thousand views or whatever I would post a ships video and it would get twelve hundred views and mm-hmm. I'm like okay I see mm. I see that these are not getting the views. But people just said, fuck it. Like people just said, like, we are having so much fun. It doesn't matter. And I think that's like the wonderful part about it is like, you don't have to be the world's best improv artist. You don't have to be, you know, an actor. And it turns, you know, it turns out that for me, like my special improv skill is you are on a show, talk about it for two hours. Like it's, it's a very hyper specific <laughs> type of long form improv. <laughs> But like, it doesn't matter if you're good or bad because like most people are, are are creating content for like this very niche community. And so everybody understands it's about adding your little ingredient to the pot, you know? One of the conversations I had with the Wikipedia people who were trying to like figure out again, like, hey, there's 9,000 actors that apparently were on this show. Like, how do we judge <laughs> this? How do we gauge like what to follow on threads? And I told them like, and it seems to have worked okay, which is like, uh, it, you're not judging quality, we're judging effort. So like, if someone wants to come on and be like, I was the main villain for 12 seasons, and that's all they post, like, cool. And then we can just move on. But if someone posts a video where they're like, here's props from the show, and I did a full cosplay, and I wrote this song, we're like, well, that should probably be something we pay attention to and fold it into our own thing, shouldn't it? Like, So yeah, I think there's, there's definitely like, we don't want to gatekeep anyone, because on this particular project, there's no gates. Um, to predict, like, you can't say i know more about it than you do because it's not there (laughs) we're we're getting like actual invitations to like actual comic conventions like i've gotten three or four emails from different conventions being like we really want to have like a ships of the northern fleet panel because like what you guys doing is art is like just so funny and so like there is like a very real possibility that as like things start to reopen like ships of the northern fleet will be like an actual panel at an actual comic con convention Mm -hmm. and i want to stress very i want to say this I will die happy. (laughs) Well, that leads us into our next question, which is similar to what happened with Ratatouille the musical. Do you see this becoming real at some point? I mean, you know, at what point, and would you want that to happen? But I'm thinking at what point do you start to to happen? 
Okay. <laughs> I like the level it's at right now. So if, if, if I get an opinion on this horrifying beast I've made, which I don't know if you've ever seen this before, but apparently sometimes when you make a beast, it runs amok and you don't have control over it anymore. <laughs> it's never <laughs> happened before, but this is the first one. Um, but like, if I had a say in it, I would prefer there not be like uh, anyone who writes. I love fan art. I love the music and stuff like that. When someone starts writing a story, I gently remind them. I'm like, you know, a weird thing about the stories is whenever someone sits down to like write their memory of it, they can never get the whole thing. There's always something missing. There's scenes missing. Maybe it starts in the middle, but like no one's been able to ever write down one whole thing. It's like, it's open for someone else to finish the story in their head. And that's kind of been like the gentle push I've given it. Like, I don't want to see one whole start to end thing. Because if it's written start to end, it's over. Then then this is done. The door is closed. No one else can add to it. Yeah. Well, Actually, I beg to differ there because like people certainly when you look at Star Wars, there's stuff that's canon and, and not canon. Like, I feel like it could continue hmm. forever. It, it could in the side ones, but I want any one story to be able to do that. Yeah. So I want like be like, hey, did Kylo Ren kill Han Solo on a bridge? I don't know, man. Maybe <laughs> like it's possible. It depends which version you read. Mm-hmm. I think the format that we have right now, like, I think we accidentally invented, like, this really interesting, fun thing that is really suited for things like comic conventions. Because it's, it's, it's I don't want to, like, ruin the magic, but it's an improv show. It's, like, f- six of us sitting around and bullshitting about something that never existed. But with, like, this nostalgia aspect mm-hmm. and, like, everyone in the room being in on the joke. So the game becomes, like, you know, people will, c- will come into the the when we're doing the q a we have like an audience and they'll throw us stuff you know they'll be like okay do you you know what did you think about i don't know you know the the quantum breakdown in the front containment thrusters in episode four (laughs) and i go oh well it's so interesting that you said that because that was such a hard you know and so like that sort of exchange where it's like nothing is canon nothing is set in stone there's no story to it Mm -hmm. it's just about this idea of like remembering the thing but there's so much there's so many episodes and there's so much you know (laughs) uh, uh, extra stuff the graphic novel and the books and the cartoon and whatever the breakfast cereal apparently (laughs) um that oops all fiber we we will never run out of stuff to remember I i am excited to see you do uh a TikTok live because the improv just sounds masterful. <laughs> I defy you to watch like a comic book panel from say like a late season of one of the Stargate spin-off shows where people are asking in-depth questions of a show you've never seen. Watch one of those and then watch mm. one of our Q&As and be like that's about mm. the same. <laughs> we run them on Twitch and people in the comments like in all sincerity are like this show sounds amazing like where can I watch it? <laughs> That and was I, my that was my lingering question yeah. here, which is w- what is the rough percentage of com- internet comments that are like I get it, here we go, versus I know what what are you talking about? Where can I find this? You know, who? How many people are you fooling? Is anyone fooled? Oh, I don't. I don't think we ever set out to fool not anybody. That, not that that's like, your intention, yeah. but no, I no. I want to laugh at people who don't get it. <laughs> that's- <laughs> More that's a you problem evil than my intention because um, I'm, I'm an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we're I'm all saying. broken inside. I get it. Um, <laughs> but so I have found what a lot of people gently do when someone is genuinely confused. Uh, the usual comment will be to tell people to follow the hashtag and find the top video. 
Because that'll link you to the video that we play or the audio that you heard here of mm-hmm. me saying, okay. hey, this is made up. Let's all play together. And mostly after that, the response will be like, oh, right, right, right. I remember now. Like, they'll, like they're just like, <laughs> like, oh, thank you. Game initiated. Like, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it's been like 80, 20, like 80% of people are like immediately in on the joke. But then I think like the other 20%, like 10% of those people are like, wait, I'm confused. And then they go and they, and they get it. Yeah. Um, and then the other, 10% are people who are like you're gaslighting us and this is irresponsible and you're a bad person and you're lying and I'm like <laughs> you must be very fun at parties <laughs> the group of us that started on this on the first week we were all genuinely losing sleep the first couple we of days yeah, there, was was so much, there was so much content being made that to watch the content as fast as you could watch the content still put you as a detriment for how much content was being created. So you could watch every single video every waking moment and you'd still be behind on how much was coming through. And I felt this responsibility of just like, I know what it feels like to make fan art for a celebrity and then like see nothing in response. And like, I get that they're busy, but as someone who's like, I'm not particularly busy, I could try to respond (laughs) to every single incoming piece of fan art. And uh, no, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) That was another lie I told myself. (laughs) Where should our listeners go if they're interested in becoming a part of the ships of the Northern Fleet phenomenon? <laughs> uh, TikTok seems like a good place to start. Um, we're using hashtag uh, SOTNF, uh, which, by the way, has more views than hashtag Muppet Treasure Island. Not appropriate to mention. I just find that wow. genuinely hilarious. <laughs> in, in terms of pirate shows, we are technically more <laughs> beloved on TikTok. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, use hashtag Ships of the Northern Fleet, hashtag SOTNF, um, and we we try to follow as many of those as we can. Uh, I'm on TikTok at uh, Mr. Nickel, M I S T E R N I C K E L. I know you want to put it L E, but don't you do it. Don't you type it like that. <laughs> if you follow the Reddit at r slash SOTNF, you can find the Discord links. You can find other links. The thing is with this, it's everywhere now. So I don't know. Just look online. See if it's there. <laughs> <laughs> and Katie, what about you? Um, so I'm on TikTok is uh, Katie Osaurus, Katie with a C. Um, so you can you can check out my content there. Um, if you tag me in your Ships of the Northern Fleet video, I will see it because I check all of my mentions because it's my favorite thing, finding out that people are making videos about alien <laughs> Ships of the Northern Fleet. I also have a podcast. It's called Katie and Eric's Infinite Quest. It doesn't have anything to do with Ships of the Northern Fleet, but it seemed appropriate to plug at this juncture. So there you go. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you to the both of you. It has been a true pleasure, and uh, we hope you have a great week. Thank you. All right. Enjoy your loosened grip on reality. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was wonderful. I loved them. And now everybody knows that we fucking lied to you at the top. Just told lie after lie. I've never seen this show. It doesn't fucking exist. It's really about the power of TikTok and and their imagination, of course, and ability to yes and something. Like, improv... know ali you spend quite a bit of time on tiktok like do you see that it 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 could be a place where like improvisation could yeah well we missed the ratatouille the musical uh situation i wish we'd gotten that on this show but it was incredible they just someone was like ratatouille this is what it would look like if it was a broadway musical and they made a song and some of these songs were amazing and then someone else made a song and then someone was you know who is a means some of them are very young so i guess they're aspiring costume designers was like this is what the costumes would look like people would just go on and on about it and pretty soon a whole musical was created and then 
Broadway actually did this one night charity engagement that they streamed with Broadway actors and directors. I mean, it was the director of the Broadway musical Six directed Ratatouille, the TikTok musical. I mean, it's That's like so it's fun. so wild. It's, it's, it's so amazing. wild. Yeah, and I love that there's like this hotbed for creativity. It reminds me of Vine. And I know Matt's going to say, yeah, and then Vine disappeared. So TikTok could just disappear, which is true. But I just, what I love is just that there are places where people are still being like playful and creative on the internet, which has become mm-hmm. such a dark place. <laughs> yes. And that it's really, there's fueling creativity in this way. A, a creativity culture that does, that no longer exists on Facebook. I, I don't think it ever existed on Facebook, though. This just wasn't what Facebook was for. Yeah, but I, there was a time in younger Facebook where it was it was more silly and playful and light, at least the, the circles that I used to enjoy. I guess what I'm saying is when the mainstream people get on TikTok, will it be ruined? Mm. You know, like, like you know, Katie and Mr. Nickel were saying, oh, I post this thing and then 10,000 people yes and it. If that If they posted the same thing on Facebook, there would be Thousands of people there being like, no, this wasn't a thing. Right, right. Yes. But also like TikTok is just a totally different culture, right? Where yeah. part of his initial TikTok was calling for people to stitch it. The fact that people mm-hmm. can take one and reply to it in video forum and add to it. Totally. It's a, it's a much different. It's just it's just built so differently. A more collaborative technology platform, perhaps. Yes. Well, I do enjoy watching reposts of TikToks on Instagram. That's how old I am. <laughs> so I'll stay there for now. But uh, yeah, anyway, this was so delightful. And uh, we'd love to hear what you all have to think as always. So uh, what do we want to know from you? I, I don't know. Like, uh, have you contributed to Ships of the Northern Fleet? We want you to get on there and participate for sure. Let us know how it goes. What Easter eggs have you found? Um, you can tweet at me at Junebugger, J-O-O-N-B-U-G-G-E-R. I'm at Allie Gold, A-L-L-I-G-O-L-D. Email us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com. You can text us or leave us a voicemail. That phone number is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. And join our Discord server, discord.gg slash 2G1P. We'd love to see you there. Uh, We always just like to mention it's completely free if you've never joined Discord before. And it's kind of like an old-fashioned chat room. Come join listeners of the show. We're there. um, And we'd love to see you at discord.gg slash 2G1P. Ali, if they'd like to contribute, where do they go? Please go to patreon.com slash 2G1P. Spread that booty. Thanks, guys. See you next week. <laughs> Two Girls, One Podcast is hosted by Jennifer Gamula and Allison Goldberg, then collectively forgotten by everyone on the internet. I mean produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot. The number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe. The Skyfleet booty 